look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Christian Mom Uncensored. If you have not listened to this week's earlier episode, go back and do so. I basically just updated on where I have been, but the holidays are coming. I probably still sound a little congested and a little sick, but feeling so much better um, since catching COVID. Um, But Thanksgiving is coming, and I want to talk a little bit about the holidays, family holidays, things I'm going to do with the kids throughout the holidays, holiday stressors, um, why the holidays are dramatic and traumatic, and I also got to talk about like some things I've seen on the internet and how I'm also trying to change the narrative and even like the way things are communicated to my kids as the holidays go on. But let me tell you about all of the tea, the the TikTok tea, um, which isn't that much tea. It's just what I saw on TikTok. And then like my tea, let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. So before we get into the holidays, I just want to say that TikTok Live is such a weird place to be. And so For those who are not like huge TikTokers, which I feel like most of my audience um, on the podcast isn't, but if you're not really huge into TikTok or whatever, like once you get a thousand followers, you can go live. So just like on Instagram or Facebook, you can go live. And the, the cool thing is like if you go live, a lot of people go live like doing their makeup or cooking dinner or like I've seen just some weird stuff on TikTok. Um, and Live is just a weird place to be. I don't know if you guys ever got on this website, Chat Roulette. Probably, I don't know if I should be saying this on like a Christian mom podcast, but the app, the app, it wasn't an app. It was a website back in the day. And I got on it when I was like a freshman in college, maybe like a senior in high school. And the website, you would get on there and it would just randomly take you and connect you with another person on the site from like anywhere in the world. And so, and you could just like skip if you didn't want to talk to that person. And so like there were times I would end up talking to like another teenage person. They'd be like, yeah, I feel this, whatever, whatever. But then like you might see some really inappropriate stuff on there. Like a whole, like it's wild. Like do not go on chat. This is my warning to you. Like do not go on this website. It is not for, it is not PG. Okay. Um, at least a lot of it isn't. And <clears throat> TikTok live feels a lot like chat roulette. And the reason why is because like if you're scrolling on TikTok, I talk a lot about TikTok on this podcast. Um, I I would apologize, but it it does. Anyway, if you go on live, it's just like when you scroll through your for you page, it is stuff that you're interested in on your for you page, right? When you scroll through your for you page, it's stuff you've interested in, you've interacted with. And then like every seventh video I think is a random. And so if you want your for you page to look different, I would start interacting and looking up whatever you want on your for you page. So like I'm really into history and um, that's like I'm a history nerd, like always was in AP history, doing my best life, always did really well in all my history classes, except for American history because I don't care for it. Um, But 
anyway, so my For You page has, like, exotic hotels and, like, interesting historical things you might not have known and, like, some conspiracy. And then it has mom stuff. And then it has, like, recipes and Christmas. It's, like, a very weird feed. TikTok Live is 100% random. <laughs> it's so random. Um, and so I was on there earlier. And sometimes it's cool. There's some interesting things. Like people do like tarot card readings. I don't usually I don't usually watch those. People do these things where there's like a big bowl and think this has to be a cultural thing. And they pull out like these sea creatures and like shells. And I don't really know what's happening because I don't speak the language. So anyway, it, and then there's people who will post like controversial conversations like I'm pro this I'm pro that um you know this is like someone said like Catholicism is the only true church of um Jesus like argue with me change my mind and people will like get into these interesting debates and I find those places interesting because they're like spaces of debate and it's not all intellectual it's not like in an academic setting but people will throw out maybe like a political view or something and like I'll sometimes watch those for a minute because they can be entertaining until they piss me off and then I have to change it and then I ended up on this group of women they have there's like three women there's May May Rainbow and another lady I don't know her name and they all have reborn dolls and they're, they're like just taking care of their reborn dolls. And I have had friends, including two of my best friends have a reborn, but not like to this level. And so if you don't know what a reborn doll is, you can Google it. They are extremely lifelike baby dolls. Like they're not for children because they start at like $200 can go up to like $10,000. You can get them customized and they look like real babies. And so the reason why I was watching this at first was I was seeing this girl talk and she was holding this baby doll that looked real. And I was like looking at the baby and it didn't look quite right because, you know, I'm like, oh, she's just chatting about probably mom life. And she just then she's like grabs the baby by the neck. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this OK? And then as you keep like listening, you realize it's a doll. Um, and so it was fascinating. I've been on, um, TikTok live where there was a person who had multiple personalities. Um, like I think it was called dissociative identity disorder back in the day. And now it might be called something else. I'm not, I don't keep up with like the terms. Um, but, and so she was going through and talking about her different personalities and like different ones came through. So that, that was interesting. And so, Anyway, it's just a weird place to be. Like, you could see the randomest things. And it's fascinating. I was really into these women and these reborn dolls. And um, then I had to research, okay, like, so, like, why do people have these dolls? And, like, because there are people asking things, like, are you mentally well? Like, why do you have these dolls? Like, do you take care of them like they're real? Do you take them out into the world? All these other things. And it brought me back to a memory when I was a child. So I was about 11 or 12, maybe. And me and my best friend went to Rite Aid and bought a real baby carrier, like a real life baby carrier. And we brought baby dolls. And so like for us, me and my best friend growing up as kids would play with these dolls and like take them to the store with us one day. So one day we're walking and this lady's like, oh, you guys have such cute babies. And we're like, yeah, they're my mom's twins. So we're completely lying to this lady holding these fake baby dolls. 
just being kids and it was like a mess and I was thinking about how like we really like when me and my best friend were into dolls we were into dolls I mean like they went everywhere with us like we treated them like real babies and that's essentially what these women are doing as adults and so reborns are um this is where I think like it makes the most sense are a lot of the times used for grief so like if a a mother or a parent loses a child, a lot of times they'll have a reborn. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and then in the case with these three women, um, one of the women said that she she's older. Like when I say older, I mean like past childbearing age, like in her mid-40s. Not to say you can't have kids because the Kardashians keep having kids, uh, at least like Chloe and Kim, and, and they're in their 40s, but now they have surrogates, so it's a little bit different. But um, they... Oh, so one woman was saying that she could not have kids. So she tried for nine years, never got pregnant and could not afford adoption. She looked into adoption and um, not to say that, uh, like, if you can't have kids, you should adopt, which is everyone's kind of standpoint, because what happened, the adoption system is good and it's also bad. Kids need to be adopted, but they need to be loved like unconditionally. And what a lot of times what happens is a a couple or a parent will, I won't say a lot of times, I'll say sometimes, like adopt a child and then when they become a teenager kind of neglect them and there have been cases where you know, parents have abandoned them after their babies, um, which is really sad. I can't imagine like all the good people in the world that are adopting would never do that, but there are like any system, it's flawed. Um, I'm very pro-adoption. I would love to adopt one day. Um, I think it's a great thing if you're able to do it. I would love to foster one day as well. Um, if my heart can handle it, because you guys know I'm an empath and empaths just do not do good with like any type of trauma from somebody else. Like it's hard, but, but that's selfish. There's no reason not to, to do it. Um, but I'm not in the place in my life where I could do it, um, effectively while I'm like raising very young kids. But anyway, I just wanted to say TikTok Live is crazy and you can learn a lot about all these different things and lifestyles. Um, like, so with the reborn dolls, this one woman could never have kids. So it made, so like for her, she has this, you know, fake baby that she can care for. This other woman decided not to have kids. And so she's just spends like thousands of dollars on these fake babies and Tortney takes care of them. And then this other girl's like in, is young, like too young for kids, like 22. Like not to say you can't have a kid at 22, but like she's a college student, like not trying to have kids right now. But it's just a hobby. And I just thought it was fascinating. And I thought it was fascinating because it's just not how I would ever spend my time or money. But like to each their own, you know, like I would never spend a ton of money on really expensive art supplies. I can't draw. And I get bored sitting there drawing. Now... I like to write and I like fashion. So I would spend a lot of time and money on outfits and laying out outfits and picking out cute stuff. But anyway, everyone has their different hobbies and lifestyles. I just thought it was interesting and TikTok Live can take you to some weird places. I don't highly recommend. It's just strange. So for the past couple of weeks, sickness has literally ruined my life um in terms of first my kids had RSV 
then we all caught COVID. And so we've all been like on and off sick for a month. (sighs) And it's really exhausting as a parent to constantly deal with a sick child. And it makes me my heart go out to parents who deal with like actually sick children, not just I caught something from school sick. Um, But it has been rough in the exhaustion. And what I've realized too is that the not being able to leave the house is extremely hard because of COVID. I can't have my friends giving. Um, Ethan's parents are no longer coming to Thanksgiving. And I just want to go out into the world and shop. I need that instant gratification dopamine. I think that, which is interesting because, or serotonin level, serotonin boost, because you know, like, Shopping does give you, like, buying something does give you joy, and you don't want that to be your only form of joy, like, go do yoga, eat some really good food, hang out with some friends, but I don't think that shopping is bad. Like, for instance, this past weekend, I've been working my butt off. I've been working seven days a week, trying to get what I want to get, and I finally have been able to purchase my winter wardrobe, <laughs> my winter wardrobe. I'm not done buying my winter wardrobe, but I don't want to buy too much because I'm pregnant. So I'm buying a size up. And when you breastfeed, you lose weight pretty quickly. So by next winter, what I wear this winter may not fit because I'm buying everything a size up and I'm not buying maternity clothes um, or I'm not buying a lot of maternity clothes because this is the last time I want to wear maternity clothes. And something, I think because... I've been dealing with pregnancy for so many years. I look at maternity outfits and I'm so turned off by them. Like, uh, I cannot deal with maternity outfits. And I'm also on my third baby. So like by your first baby, you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm pregnant. Like I can buy maternity pants and yay. I It doesn't fit. For me, I'm like, I don't want these stupid stretchy pants. Like I'm just going to buy leggings to size up. I don't want this stupid scrunchy shirt. Like I just want a form-fitted shirt that just shows off the belly and I still look like me. Like it's a very different style evolution. But yeah, finally bought some stuff. I have some more stuff I want to buy waiting for Cyber Monday. It's hard because leading up to Thanksgiving, there are still some really good sales. And here's the gamble. (laughs) this only applies to my shoppers. People who don't shop are like, I do not care, Brit, but I'm going to indulge you. Uh, So like right now, there's stores that have like 80% off, 50% off. And like, if you're a shopper like me, you know that these sales happen throughout the year, but Black Friday is a time you're aware of it and lots of stores are going to do it anyway. My biggest thing is like, I'm waiting till Black Friday, but... A lot of the pre-Black Friday sales are just as good, if not better, than Black Friday sales because they know people are going to buy on Black Friday. So yeah, they're going to mark down, but are they going to mark like way down? And so like I just bought my my part of my winter haul um, last week and should be arriving tomorrow, I swear. Um, And I was looking like it like really good sales, really good deals because I'm like a deal shopper. And I'm like, I should just wait until next week to buy the rest of my stuff. But when a store has like 80% off and you can literally buy an outfit for $10, 
I don't know if I can wait till Friday. So even like, so here's it. For instance, I was watching this coat. I want like a furry white coat. It's a little bit fancy for the winter, for our like winter Christmas adventures. Like we're going to go see Christmas lights. We're going to go to a Christmas town. We're going to this Hallmark Christmas event with lights and music and Santa and all this cute stuff. So I want this white coat to wear with like this cute white Christmas outfit to look like I'm in a Hallmark movie. Last week, (laughs) I put it in my cart. It is usually like $70. It was marked down to $40 and I almost bought it. I went, oh wow, it's marked down pretty good. But I had just spent money on a good chunk of money on my Christmas, on my winter wardrobe. And I was like, I don't need to buy from this separate store. Come back today. The coat is $25. $25. It went from $70 to $25. Here's the gamble. I can wait until Black Friday, Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday, or Cyber Monday. The coat might be $15, it could be $30, it might go back up, or it could be sold out. So I'm buying the coat today because $25 for this jacket I've been eyeing at for a minute is just a 1000% worth it. And so I'm gambling, if I see it cheaper on Cyber Monday, I don't care, I'll have it. I'm. It, it's worth it to me to pay the price, I'm about to buy it right now. Anyway, so long story short, short story long, the gamble of shopping and being a shopper is that there's pre-Black Friday sales that you want to like join, like shop with. I mean, I guess it's like if you stayed for Black Friday, maybe be like, I'm only going to spend this much before Black Friday. And then on Black Friday, I'll spend X amount more or whatever. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited. Plus, Ethan was like, babe, I'm going to just give you some money to shop. You've been just working so hard. And so if I want to spend my own $25 well, it's really going to be like $50 by the time I add the sunglasses and shipping. But like on this coat, I'm going to do it because Ethan's going to give me more shopping money. And I'm not spoiled. I haven't shopped in months. I literally have not shopped in months. Um, I've been staring at the same cart since September. So it's like I went from September all the way to November. Didn't buy fall clothes at all. So now is my time to shine. So on to the holidays. <laughs> And the festivities. So like most Americans, I have been watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade ever since I was a child. I remember distinctively like watching it at my grandmother's house, eating some Fruit Loops. And all I could eat was Fruit Loops until Thanksgiving, until dinner. And I was starving and I was mad. But we watched the parade. And last year I watched it with my kids. And I actually would love to go to the parade. I'm not going to go this year. I'm not going to go this year or next year because next year is a big, my plans are to go to Disney for Christmas. And so I'm not going to do a New York trip, even though I could do it during the day. And now I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm not going to go to the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. And I'm low key considering going to the parade this year right now. Super last minute. It's not worth it. I have to now talk myself out of going to this parade right now. What is wrong with me? Um, But yeah, so the tradition, like, you starve all day, you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, go eat dinner at my grandma's. After dinner, everyone looks at the catalogs and plans their Black Friday shopping. We go home, pass out, wake up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., go shopping. That was what I did growing up. Um, I only Black Friday shopped twice like that, 
where my with my parents when I was younger because like obviously I, I was like younger I was like a teenager I was gonna go by myself in the middle of the morning but I I have been there like 3 a.m at Best Buy um <laughs> back in the day and now as an adult it's like there's nothing I need like I'm not buying a tv if I was I would stand outside for this but um this year or anything my kids are little I feel like Mia got the best kid gifts she could ever get her Barbie dream house last year like what gets better than that this year I'm going for an indoor swing and she has like a list of things she wants and I'm getting this climbing thing for Ellie and I can get it online on Cyber Monday slash Black Friday also Cyber Monday and Black Friday speaking of shopping they're essentially the same you might you may not save more on Cyber Monday than you will on Black Friday because every store online is doing Black Friday and then also Cyber Monday. And I noticed it last year when I waited till Cyber Monday. I was like, I could have just bought it on Black Friday. The price literally is the same. Um, but in terms of holidays and traditions, I feel like there's just natural tension when families come together. And I don't know why. Actually, I do. So... Oh, I don't know if I want to say this. I'm going to say it. I love my family. I'm not prefacing this. I'm just saying I love my family and I genuinely want to hang out with my family. So this doesn't necessarily apply, but it does. So sometimes at holidays, you're forced, like with family, because there's this notion that like family, this is your family. Like you should always be there for your family. Like it's about the family. If you weren't related to some people, you might not, like, hang out with them. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm going to be honest here. Christian mom uncensored. There are people in your family that it's like, if I wasn't related to you, I don't know that I would, like, choose to hang out with you. Now, I don't feel this way. Let me say this. I don't feel this way about any of my siblings or any of my close family or anything like that. But there, I mean, I feel like this about... I can't even say <laughs> it's not, it's nobody who's coming to Thanksgiving this year, but, um, it's just true. Like you see family and you love them because they're your family, but that doesn't mean naturally you get along. Like all these people are born at random times and have different Zodiac signs and different personalities. And so naturally you're not going to get along with everyone. And so because of that, and because everyone has varying opinions about everything, holidays can be places where there's tension and there's not usually tension at my family holidays thank god like I'm not usually like looking at the tea because it's never crazy it's just like my normal family getting together it can get my family has all gotten heated one time about religion and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen and it was at like a barbecue at my grandma's house and I'm not gonna get into like what it was because I don't really remember and I wasn't upset but like my grandfather was going hard my aunt was going hard like my dad was going hard my mom was going hard and then we were (laughs) at the end it was so funny because it was getting late and everyone was just like awkward silence and everyone's like okay I love you hugs and, and then left and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world to me because like we There's no secret that in my family, in the mix, like my mom and my dad have varying religious beliefs. My grandparents and their children have varying religious beliefs. Me and my my sibling, I don't really know. Like we all have similar religious beliefs, but like different 
So anyway, that was the funniest time. But um, when it comes to conversations about like, oh, I hate this team. Well, usually the guys talk about sports and then I like leave because they're boring. And but if they and then sometimes they talk about like investments and then I'm like, oh, my God. But which isn't a bad thing. It's just like if I'm not sitting here actively right now investing and like doing something physically, I don't care. I do not care. Um, And so I forgot where I was going. Oh yeah. So like holidays can just be places where there's tension. And then you have the situation where growing up, and I think a lot of families can relate, you have like a problematic person. This could be a person who says things inappropriately about race, about body size, about whatever. And so you have to know how to address. And I've said before, I'm very protective of how we talk about body when it comes to my kids. There are people in my family, including myself, who have problematic body image issues. I'll say that. I am at the best place in my life that I've ever been when it comes to body image myself, even though, even when I struggle, because you guys don't like, there was a good part of this year that I struggled. Even when I struggle, I just have, it's like with behind the emotions, I have so much logic and knowledge that it's the struggle is not half as hard as what it used to be. But I am shaping a little man and a little woman who are going to one day grow up and become teenagers and then one day grow up and become adults and then one day grow up and be somebody's husband or wife. And knowing that, I want them to be good humans. I want them to be good at communicating. I want them to have emotional intelligence and awareness. And so I definitely am focused on that. I want my kids to see... um, It's interesting because I don't know if this is a good parenting or bad parenting, and I don't know. All of parenting is just, like, trial and error, and, like, we all have hypotheses, and, like, sometimes they are correct and sometimes they're not, but... I've I heard before parents say I would never let my kid know if we had money issues. I would never let my kid worry about finances. I would never let my kid see me and my husband fight. I would never let my kid see us have differences. And I do feel like a little bit different about these opinions. I do feel like when it comes to finances and financial things, I would never put that burden on my child of like having to worry about money. Um, I would tell them honestly, like, hey, we're not going to buy this right now. If we couldn't, or if I felt like we shouldn't, I would say that. Or, hey, like, let's say I we have an eating out budget, me and Ethan do. Um, and I'd like, let's say we've gone, like, we've done it, like, we did it. Hey, we're not going to eat out tonight. I know that you really want a happy meal, but we'll get it some other time, okay? And then you keep it moving. It doesn't have to be... There's ways to do it without making it dramatic and then having people have like issues with money growing up. Because I've heard many people who talk about as an adult, like they have guilt spending. Like um, I was listening to another podcast and I even saw on TikTok where this person was like, I cannot spend over $200. I will feel so guilty if I spend over $200. Like what am I buying? Even if I can, I feel guilty about it. I feel weird like that too where it's like 200 is kind of my, my max as well. If I spent over $200, like what am I buying? Like, is this necessary? Meanwhile, if I spent $50 like on this, then $75 and a hundred here, then 200 here, it's already over 200. But my money mind just has this number in my head where it's like, ah, that's too much. 
Um, but okay, hold on. I'm congested. So it is holiday time and I have so many different things I want to do. My advice to you, whatever your city you live in or whatever is like the closest metropolitan area is to just Google the city and search Christmas events and you'll be able to find events. The way that I go about finding things to do, which if you're a mom or a human, I'm sure you do this as well, but Facebook has all these events always locally. So like I'll just search like Christmas in my city and then there's a ton of events. For instance, the library where um, where I live at is having a Santa meet and greet and like a carriage ride that's free on like three different dates. And so we're going to go do that. Um, if you also, you can also go to Eventbrite. I go there a lot if I want to see something uh, and find something interesting to do. There's like drag brunches on there if you ever wanted to do something fun like that. Um, but you can always go on Eventbrite and see, like, locally what is going on this weekend, um, next weekend, whenever, and get Christmas ideas. So for us, um, <laughs> some of the things that are, we're going to do this year is, of course, go to um, our staycation, which is like the biggest Christmas thing we're doing because there's going to be fireworks and we're going to this really pretty light show and there's hot chocolate and there's going to be Santa. So it's like, and we're going to be staying away from home. It's like DC where we're staying is like an hour and a half from where we live. So it's like not too far, but it's far enough. And like the hotel has a pool. So it's going to be like a little trip for us and that'll be fun. And so I'm packing like a gingerbread house to decorate when we arrive that night. So we're going to check in on Friday and we're going to wait for Ethan to get off work. He's usually off by five. So we won't get down there till seven thirty, eight o'clock. And if the kids fall asleep in the car, they might want to go back to sleep. But with check-in, they'll probably wake up for a little bit. So I'm going to bring um, a couple Christmas movies. I say bring, obviously stream a couple Christmas movies on a device, like one of the tablets. Or even like, maybe I'll bring the computer and hook it up to the TV with the HDMI. I might do that. And we'll watch some Christmas movies and we'll decorate the gingerbread house that night and then during the day on Saturday we're really just going to get up and explore um the MGM has some really good eating places so I definitely want to go eat there there is the Ferris wheel and there's the carousel and there's like all this stuff to do there's Build-A-Bear so during the day in the morning we're just gonna spend the morning exploring um come back for a nap and then we are going to, in the evening, go to Hallmark Does This Christmas event. And you might want to search it. It's called Enchantment. Um, they do it in a couple different cities. So if you're like near a major city, you can um, probably... Um, you can probably see like it's probably in your city um and so it's it's really cool they have ice skating there there's all these food vendors um christmas lights a christmas light maze um it's gonna be at national field so where we are like where the nationals play the baseball team in dc and so that's what we're gonna go do we were gonna go to the gaylord which is another really nice um hotel near us that does like a lot of conventions i stayed there for my bachelorette 
because um, it, it has like restaurants in it and it's just so pretty. Um, there's a couple bars, there's a rooftop lounge, there's a spa, it's just a really nice hotel. They have an event going on as well with like sledding, um, snow tubing, not really sledding, it's like they have snow tubing, they have um, a play, they have this whole ice show that you can walk through. They have um, a Snoopy scavenger hunt. They have these things where you make snowballs and have a snowball fight. And I was originally going to do our staycation and go do that. But um, they have bumper cars and ice skating, all this really cool stuff there as well. I think I'm going to save that for another year. And the reason why is I was looking at tickets for that. And then I was looking at tickets for Enchantment. Enchantment's cheaper. And also, unfortunately, most of the events... Besides walking through the ice show and having Mrs. Claus read the kids a story, my kids can't do. So you have to be a certain height to go snow tubing, a certain height to go bumper car. Um, obviously, they're not going to ice skate. I can't ice skate snow tube or bumper car right now because I'm pregnant. So it's just like better for kids that are a little bit older. Like once they're like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, older, like older. And I bet teenagers would really love this too. Cause you could kind of give your teenager their ticket with their friends and they could go do their own thing. You could meet up for lunch. It's a cool thing for older kids, but I have babies essentially. So it doesn't really work out for us, but they do do fireworks every day starting at five. Um, and there's the Christmas trees lit up and every half an hour does like a light show. And so we will get to see that as well. And yeah, so anyway, locally, there's probably so many Christmas events. Um, there's breakfast with Santa at so many places. So if you want to take your kids to go do breakfast with Santa, just Google breakfast with Santa in your city. And I guarantee there's somewhere within a 30 mile radius that you can go breakfast with Santa. There's also a lot of train rides, like Christmas train rides. Um, I will say that they might be sold out, but you can double check. Um, I checked last week and the one I was looking at was almost sold out, like entirely for the month. So that's something you kind of have to plan ahead of time. But a Christmas train ride is cool. Again, all of this costs money <laughs> and it's not, not all of it's cheap. Like breakfast with Santa might be 40 bucks a person. Uh, the Santa ride, like the train might be 40 bucks a person. We're in a recession. So my advice is to like pick one really cool thing, hype it up for your kids and go to that. And there's a free, you know, there's tons of free craft shows and things like that that you can take your kids to. Um, a lot of there's like Thanksgiving parades and there's Christmas parades where Santa comes through. So there's like plenty of opportunity to find something fun to do for the holidays and even romantic, like ice skating or like dinner. Um, restaurants have like seasonal menus. It's a great time to get out the house. I'm sorry I'm still so like stuffy. I hate the way I sound, but that's life. Um, and so I will take my kids to go see Christmas lights. The zoo does it. Um, neighborhoods do it. So it's like if you don't want to pay to go see Christmas lights, here's my advice when it comes to seeing Christmas lights because I think it's one of the cheapest and like most fun ways you can do something for the holidays without having to spend a whole bunch of extra money. Like I was saying, some of the things might be a little expensive, but Christmas lights... There, if you if you go on Facebook, in the Facebook group, if whatever community you live in, whatever town you live in, people will tell you what the best neighborhoods are. And even our neighborhood, it's a tiny cul-de-sac, like little neighborhood, like one way in, 
um, little street, like all, with all these little houses. It's not like a huge neighborhood, but my neighborhood does have the holiday spirit. And so like people decorate really cool for Halloween and really cool for Christmas, which now I feel pressured. So I'm buying some inflatables <laughs> for Christmas in my yard. And of course, I'll show you guys what that looks like. And I'll show you what my neighborhood looks like. Um, once it's Christmas time, but it does get really festive here. And so you can always just like drive around and look at Christmas lights. If you don't feel like going to one of the big shows. Now the big perk of going through a drive through Christmas light experience is you're usually paying per car. And the max that I have paid is like $20. So with all these other events, you might be paying like $20 to $40 per person, but driving to see lights, you know, it's $20 per car. Um, and a lot of times they'll let you go through twice if you want. And so, uh, there is at least in my community, the fire station, it's not my, my fire station, but like 10 minutes down the road, there's a fire station that puts on a pretty good light show. It's pretty big for like, I was pretty surprised at how big it was when we went last year and it was like $10. You could go through twice and they had a scavenger hunt and that you could go through uh, not scavenger hunt. Like you, not that you could go through, like you drove around and there was like the Grinch 10 times or whatever. You had to like find him every time, like right down every time you saw the Grinch. Um, and then inside they served, there was a little inside place where they served like, um, warm pretzels and hot chocolate and so it was cool because you could like do the drive through and then you could get out and get a snack. And if you ever have done Christmas lights with small children, then you know it's like a lot. Okay, so anyway, as I was saying, like I'm annoying when it comes to workplace things. I am the person that's like, let's do happy hour. Let's do brunch. Let's do theme days, trying to make the office more fun. So like, if you're like a cranky coworker, like this girl will not leave us alone. Um, but something you can do with your kids inside your house is like, decorate the doors in your house. And I thought about this because I was looking at door decorating ideas to spark some inspiration for my contest at work. And Mia saw, and she was like, oh my gosh, I want to decorate my door like a snowman and the playroom door like this. And I was like, wow, I've never decorated the doors inside my house. And that's a really fun activity for the kids. Like if you want to do like the wrapping paper background and then just get like cotton balls and fell or whatever and like let your kids kind of decorate their door for Christmas that's a lot of fun so this is going to be a new tradition I start where we decorate our bedroom doors however we want for Christmas however makes us happy and I think it will be a lot of fun um oh sorry uh, guys here's the thing about pregnancy I can only do one activity a day, so I don't know what I think I'm going to do during this staycation because I I can't hang. I can't hang. It is 3.30. Uh, to be fair, I've been up since 5. Elliot slept really bad. And so, yeah, your girl is tired. But, yeah, I'm just tired. I'm so tired. And I don't know what to do with this 
amount of tired. Um, anyway, so I am, I'm going to have to go to bed early. Like I'm about to be down for the cow. I have to make dinner. Why do I have to make dinner? Um, yeah. So Christmas, 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 holidays, holidays, holidays. There's so many crafts you can do. You could do like 21 days of Christmas or 25 days of Christmas. And of course, just come up with a craft every day, or like you could do like 12 days of Christmas and then you can think of 12 crafts or you could do the 12 days of Christmas. And then like for each part of the song, how it's like a partridge in a pear tree, you can like Guys, I don't know what a partridge is. I just know it's in a pear tree. I think those are the lyrics. <laughs> Whatever the partridge is, in, and I guess it's a pear tree, you could like have your kids make that. And then the second day of Christmas, two on the first day of partridge in a pear, second day of Christmas, two turtle doves. <laughs> I was going to say two golden rings. That's five golden rings. You could have your kids do like the, you know, the turtle doves and then just have the 12 days of Christmas. And then like, that's a cute little theme you could hang up somewhere. I think I'm going to do that. So if you cannot tell, I live for the holidays and I know I'm annoying because it's before Thanksgiving. But like I've said before, so many people don't like the holiday season because it feels rushed. And I think it's because when you wait until Thanksgiving, you only have maybe four weeks until Christmas. So if you have not started Christmas shopping, if you haven't started getting into the holiday cheer, all of a sudden it feels like I need to put up my Christmas tree. I need to get Christmas lights. I need Christmas gifts. We have all these Christmas programs. And I'm trust me in December, there's so many Christmas events that it is kind of going to be exhausting, but like fun. Like I like to be out. So Ethan's going to be miserable because he's a homebody. And as an out person, I'm going to be so happy. But me starting now, like for instance, I'm recording today. It is November 16th. That's more than a month. It's like a month and a week before Christmas. So This weekend, I'm putting up my Christmas tree. I'm putting up my Christmas shower curtain, pulling out my Christmas rugs, (laughs) and I'll be able to, like, enjoy it longer. And I don't know about you, but there's something about Christmas lighting, like, warm lighting is really good for my soul, especially since it gets dark so late. So, like, I have Christmas lights in Mia's room and in my room already, and I plug those things in every single night. We go to sleep with them on because, one parenting hack if your kid is afraid of the dark and I'll say this Mia for a long time has slept with Ethan like Ethan would sleep with her if she was scared she plugging in these Christmas lights she say she has stayed in her bed by herself not woken up once to come get me not woken up once scared every single time every single night this week in her bed like put her to bed She's there for the night. She's down for the count. And so I feel like because when she wakes up, it's not dark with one weird little shining light in the corner. It's like warm lighting. She can kind of look around. Okay, I'm in my bed and go back to sleep. So I'm a huge fan of Christmas lights. And it makes me sad that like you're supposed to take them down after New Year's. Like my Christmas tree is up until probably Valentine's Day. I'm not going to lie. And it'll probably stay up until Valentine's Day this year. Actually, it probably won't. But what will stay up are probably my Christmas lights. Because, okay, so we have a porch that has this rail. Like, it's a really cute porch. And so if you do, like, white string lighting for Christmas, you can kind of get away with plugging it in after Christmas. Because it just looks like a pretty porch. 
right? Am I right? Am I stretching? So anyway, I was going to do colorful lights, but now I'm like, let me do white lights so I can leave them in longer because colorful lights are very much Christmas. And so that's the other hack. If you want, if you're like me and you get really sad in the winter and like lighting is important to you, like the, if it is not warm lighting, I do not want it in my house. Like I cannot stand that a white light. I need it to be yellow. I need it to be warm. I need it to make me feel cozy. So if you, you know, put the warm white lights up instead of colorful lights, then you can leave them up longer because then it just looks like pretty lights. Like there's ways to stretch Christmas. Because after Christmas, it's literally nothing until we get to the freaking summer. I mean, like for me, luckily... There is a lot of events that we could do, like, one, I'll have a baby in April. So, like, winter might go by fast or might go be, go by slow because I'll be, like, in my third trimester by the end of winter, like, by the middle of winter, which is terrifying to me because I feel like it's winter right now and I just entered my second trimester and I let, I like to live in my second trimester for a long time because that's the trimester where like you are glowing and you have energy even though I can't stay awake I always fall asleep I'm not ready to enter the third uncomfortable hugeness I like it right now where it's like I'm obviously pregnant but I'm cute still little clothes still fit oh my gosh I have to tell you guys about these clothes in a minute but anyway after Christmas, it's like Valentine's Day is the next holiday. Like, obviously after New Year's. And then there's like Valentine's Day, which you could go hard for Valentine's Day. And I do because I like holidays and I need another burst of happiness. I don't like those chocolates and I don't like those heart-shaped boxes. But I do like to do like a Valentine's Day party for the kids where maybe we decorate and then we have like a tea party and have a Valentine's Day tea party um, and go out to eat and eat something really good to eat. Like that's what I like to do for Valentine's Day. But anyway, um, I was going to say that it's time for me to get off work. But um yeah, the holidays, after the holidays, they stretch. Okay, on to another subject besides the holidays. Okay, so anyway, as I was saying, like, I'm annoying when it comes to workplace things. I am the person that's like, let's do happy hour, let's do brunch, let's do theme days, trying to make the office more fun. So, like, if you're, like, a cranky co-worker, like, this girl will not leave us alone. Um... But something you can do with your kids inside your house is, like, decorate the doors in your house. And I thought about this because I was looking at door decorating ideas to spark some inspiration for my contest at work. And Mia saw, and she was like, oh my gosh, I want to decorate my door like a snowman and the playroom door like this. And I was like, wow, I've never decorated the doors inside my house and that's a really fun activity for the kids. Like if you want to do like the wrapping paper background and then just get like cotton balls and felt or whatever and like let your kids kind of decorate their door for Christmas, that's a lot of fun. So this is going to be a new tradition I start where we decorate our bedroom doors however we want for Christmas, however makes us happy. And I think it will be a lot of fun. Um, 
Oh, sorry. Uh, guys, here's the thing about pregnancy. I can only do one activity a day, so I don't know what I think I'm going to do during this staycation because I I can't hang. I can't hang. It is 3.30. Uh, to be fair, I've been up since 5. Elliot slept really bad. And so, yeah, your girl is tired, but... Yeah, I'm just tired. I'm so tired. And I don't know what to do with this amount of tired. Um, anyway, so I am, I'm going to have to go to bed early. Like, I'm about to be down for the cow. I have to make dinner. Why do I have to make dinner? Um, yeah, so Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Holidays, holidays, holidays. There's so many crafts you can do. You could do, like... 21 days of Christmas or 25 days of Christmas and of course just come up with a craft every day or like you could do like 12 days of Christmas and then you can think of 12 crafts or you could do the 12 days of Christmas and then like for each part of the song how it's like a partridge in a pear tree you can like guys I don't know what a partridge is I just know it's in a pear tree I think those are the lyrics Whatever the partridge is, in, and I guess it's a pear tree, you could like have your kids make that. And then the second day of Christmas, two on the first day of partridge in a pear, second day of Christmas, two turtle doves. <laughs> I was going to say two golden rings. That's five golden rings. You could have your kids do like the, you know, the turtle doves and then just have the 12 days of Christmas. And then like that's a cute little theme you could hang up somewhere. I think I'm going to do that. So if you cannot tell, I live for the holidays and I know I'm annoying because it's before Thanksgiving, but like I've said before, so many people don't like the holiday season because it feels rushed. And I think it's because when you wait until Thanksgiving, you only have maybe four weeks until Christmas. So if you have not started Christmas shopping, if you haven't started getting into the holiday cheer all of a sudden, it feels like I need to put up my Christmas tree. I need to get Christmas lights. I need Christmas gifts. We have all these Christmas programs. And I'm trust me, in December, there's so many Christmas events that it is kind of going to be exhausting, but like fun. Like I like to be out. So Ethan's going to be miserable because he's a homebody. And as an out person, I'm going to be so happy. But me starting now, like for instance, I'm recording today. It is November 16th. That's more than a month. It's like a month and a week before Christmas. So this weekend, I'm putting up my Christmas tree. I'm putting up my Christmas shower curtain, pulling out my Christmas rugs, <laughs> and I'll be able to like enjoy it longer. And I don't know about you, but there's something about Christmas lighting, like warm lighting is really good for my soul, especially since it gets dark so late. So like I have Christmas lights in Mia's room and in my room already, and I plug those things in every single night. We go to sleep with them on because one parenting hack if your kid is afraid of the dark and I'll say this Mia for a long time has slept with Ethan like Ethan would sleep with her if she was scared she plugging in these Christmas lights she say she has stayed in her bed by herself not woken up once to come get me not woken up once scared every single time every single night this week in her bed like put her to bed She's there for the night. She's down for the count. And so I feel like because when she wakes up, it's not dark with one weird little shining light in the corner. It's like warm lighting. She can kind of look around. Okay, I'm in my bed and go back to sleep. So 
I'm a huge fan of Christmas lights. And it makes me sad that, like, you're supposed to take them down after New Year's. Like, my Christmas tree is up until probably Valentine's Day. I'm not going to lie. And it'll probably stay up until Valentine's Day this year. Actually, it probably won't. But what will stay up are probably my Christmas lights. Because, okay, so we have a porch that has this rail. Like, it's a really cute porch. And so if you do, like, white string lighting for Christmas, you can kind of get away with plugging it in after Christmas. Because it just looks like a pretty porch. Right? Am I right? Am I stretching? So anyway, I was going to do colorful lights, but now I'm like, let me do white lights so I can leave them in longer because colorful lights are very much Christmas. And so that's the other hack. If you want, if you're like me and you get really sad in the winter and like lighting is important to you, like the, if it is not warm lighting, I do not want it in my house. Like I cannot stand that a white light. I need it to be yellow. I need it to be warm. I need it to make me feel cozy. So if you, you know, put the warm white lights up instead of colorful lights, then you can leave them up longer because then it just looks like pretty lights. Like there's ways to stretch Christmas. Because after Christmas, it's literally nothing until we get to the freaking summer. I mean, like for me, luckily... There is a lot of events that we could do, like, one, I'll have a baby in April. So, like, winter might go by fast or might go be, go by slow because I'll be, like, in my third trimester by the end of winter, like, by the middle of winter, which is terrifying to me because I feel like it's winter right now and I just entered my second trimester and I let, I like to live in my second trimester for a long time because that's the trimester where like you are glowing and you have energy even though I can't stay awake I always fall asleep I'm not ready to enter the third uncomfortable hugeness I like it right now where it's like I'm obviously pregnant but I'm cute still little clothes still fit oh my gosh I have to tell you guys about these clothes in a minute but anyway After Christmas, it's like Valentine's Day is the next holiday. Like, obviously after New Year's. And then there's, like, Valentine's Day, which you could go hard for Valentine's Day. And I do because I like holidays and I need another burst of happiness. I don't like those chocolates and I don't like those heart-shaped boxes. But I do like to do, like, a Valentine's Day party for the kids where maybe we decorate and then we have like a tea party and have a Valentine's Day tea party um, and go out to eat and eat something really good to eat. Like that's what I like to do for Valentine's Day. But anyway, um, I was going to say that it's time for me to get off work. But um, yeah, the holidays, after the holidays, they stretch. Okay, on to another subject besides the holidays. So for once, I was not listening to TikTok. I was listening to the radio. And, um, I was listening to the radio because like, who listens to the radio? My car is a newer car, but it doesn't have Bluetooth, which is probably why it was cheaper. Should have researched that. And I didn't, but you can like plug your phone charger into the car and it connects that way. So listen to music. So it's really old school, like Ox, Ox vibes, but, um, Rihanna, if you know Rihanna, who doesn't know Rihanna? Um, has Savage Fenty, which is like her underwear line, which is actually really cute. They have onesies too. I honestly want some stuff from there. And she was saying 
she was interviewed at the fashion show um, and she had just had her son, if you didn't know, but she had a baby. And she said that motherhood is like tripping off acid, like every day. It's like tripping off acid. And um, it's true because like in the beginning of motherhood, she was saying like every day you just don't know what's going to happen. And everything feels trippy. And I, I've never done acid, but I do know that for the newborn stages... I was looking at videos of me when Elliot was a newborn and I was really recording myself back then, which is fine. Um, and I sound so tired and so delusional sometimes. And I think you just get to that point where you're that exhausted, but you still function. And so the, the, the thing with the radio was that they were asking moms to call in and say, like like say something like what is motherhood like and make it funny and so one mom said this was the best one motherhood is like jumping out of an airplane but your parachute doesn't work you fall and splat on the ground and then you get up and make dinner and I bust out laughing because we just went through this bout of sickness at my house and while I was sick I still had to like get up make them breakfast make them lunch while I was sick, Ethan took care of dinner. Sometimes it was weird things um, that I wouldn't put together, like rice and hot dogs, but I wasn't judging. I was on my deathbed. And so um, it was just like, that is so motherhood. And then some mother, my mom said, motherhood is like falling out of a tree and hitting every single branch on the way down because it's just so hard. And it's so funny because I feel like all of us moms, And even, this doesn't just go for motherhood, but of course I'm going to focus on motherhood. We always feel like other people have it figured out or that other people have it together. Like we just assume, oh, they're dressed well today. You know, you see a mom in the store and her kid's behaving and you're like, wow, my kid's screaming. Or you see a mom on social media, wow, her outfits are always so put together. Her hair always looks great. Her nails are always done. Um... And this could be like a mom, this could be just another like person you see, and you think like, I don't have any of my life figured out, I don't know what I'm doing. But the truth is, we all don't know what we're doing. We just all have some good moments. And a lot of times I feel like, like for us, we live our bad moments a lot. <laughs> like the moments where we feel like a hot mess, the moments where we feel like we don't got it, the moments where we feel like ugly, or like our nails are jacked up, or like you know, our hair isn't done or there's dishes in the sink and this is the third time this week you're door dashing. Like we all have moments where we're not perfect, but because social media is so ingrained into our lives, we often feel like other people have it together. And I guarantee every single person is just figuring it out. Um, and as your kids get older, it does get easier. I will say that if I had only Mia, my life would be so easy right now. That doesn't mean I don't want my other two children. I'm so happy. I will take the chaos any day. But Mia is four and I tell her to go lay down for a nap. I say, Mia, you have five minutes or 10 minutes to go play in your room and then lay down for a nap. I'll go put Elliot down for a nap. By the time he's asleep, it's been over 10 minutes. I tell her it's time to stop playing. She climbs into her bed. And when I come back 10 minutes later, she's asleep and she stays there for an hour. 
having a four-year-old is easy. If I always had a four-year-old, the freedom that I would have, and I understand why people have one kid, because raising a child in general is hard. And I will say the first four years are probably some of the hardest. And then I think it gets hard again once they hit 12. I think the sweet spot is like four to 10. Once they hit like 11, 12, 13 and up, now we're dealing with hormones in teenagers. But like from like four years old to 10 years old, they're independent. Of course, kids are always going to give you a hard time because they're kids. But there is like kind of this light at the end of the tunnel, I will say, when it comes to raising kids. But it's a bittersweet light because like I'm so proud of Mia. Every time I talk to her, she's so funny. She is the sweetest person. Her teacher always talks about how sweet she is. Um, she's a helper. She's a really good helper. And she sometimes does get frustrated if I ask her to do something or she really wants to play or her brother's annoying her. But I feel like having an annoying little brother is character building. Being an annoying little brother is character building. I know that sounds weird. I'm a big fan of having siblings. And I know that not everyone is going to have multiple kids, whether it be like financially, that's just smart or not to. Honestly, it is because diapers are expensive. There's a formula shortage. Like if you survived one baby, you're better, you're better off just sticking with that one. But like Ethan grew up an only child. There's nothing wrong with being an only child. But I really, I didn't grow up an only child. Um, I grew up with like siblings around and I think it's just so special and I'm really thankful that even though I wanted this to be hot mom summer, hot mom turning 30, that my kids are all like two and a half years apart. They're all relatively close and they're going to have this great little bond because I'm going to make them bond. <laughs> and so anyway, um, but I will say in terms of parenthood, it's all a learning. No one knows what they're doing. And there is no right or wrong way. Same with living life, for instance. And I talk about motherhood a lot. This is a mom podcast. But now I know all my listeners aren't moms. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I didn't graduate college. I did something wrong. I didn't go to college. I did something wrong. I went to college and I took out debt. And now I have to pay it off. Man, that was wrong. Or man, all my friends are getting married. And I don't even have like a prospect. Like I don't I don't know a soul to even begin that relationship journey and you feel like man either I I did the wrong path or um the path I'm on isn't working or I'm behind or you know you think you should have made this x x amount of money by this age and you don't everyone is just figuring it out. And when it comes to like seeing these people who blow up on the internet and our sensations, a lot of them, and even like pro athletes, a lot of these people don't do well long term. And that's not to, I'm not trying to diss them because obviously I want to be one of these people that does really well one day, right? But they're not smart with their money. And then they end up living like regular schmegular like the rest of us. Like I live a regular schmegular life. I drive a regular schmegular car. I have a regular schmegular job. I make regular schmegular dinners. Like my wardrobe is like regular schmegular priced, but it looks good because I'm, you know, I'm cultivating and curating my adult wardrobe. But like no one's ahead. And I feel like we all just feel like we should be on these certain paths. 
and the path doesn't matter. Like there's a reason we're all different. And it does suck because on a level, I wish my friend's paths, like I wish my best friend would also be married right now and also have kids right now. It's selfish of me because I know it's something she also wants, but hasn't, hasn't gotten to yet. But I selfishly want that for her as well, because I think, man, if she had this, do you know how much we would do together and how, you know, but that wasn't her, that's not her journey. She is doing her thing, being hot, hot lady over there, living her best life. She's able to travel. She's able to kind of do whatever she wants. And that wasn't my path. Like I got married at 24 and then I proceeded to have three children and like, and it's hard. I talked about it like before, like, like it is hard when you're the only one that has kids, but I'm just like realizing I just have to add more mom friends into the mix or even like mom meetups. What I realize is that, and this might be true for all of us, <clears throat> if you're feeling lonely, one outing a week with someone who is in a similar place than you is, is really good for you. Like for me, I have this mom friend freaking love her we could we talk all the time we text all the time but like if we hang out once a week it does my soul some good I see her kid throw a tantrum my kid throws a tantrum and we're both just like well that's what kids do you know and so it's nice to have someone who like can commiserate and be on that level same with like having somebody who's married as a friend like being able to talk about marriage so anyway long story short no one knows what we're doing and we're all just figuring it out. And we just have to trust ourselves and trust our instincts. I will tell you that your instincts will never steer you wrong. Never. Never. And I, for one, am a Pisces. And I am also an, an empath. You're like, what are you, where are you going with this? I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm very intuitive. And so I know the minute something is wrong in the universe, and I mean like, not to get into the certain tangent about me and feelings, but if something like tra- like dramatic, like if a tragedy happens, I can feel it b- before I know that it happens. Like I'll have a really bad night's sleep and I'll feel like unshaken or something. I'll feel shaken. This is going to sound hippy dippy, whoopy whoopy, but this is just like my experience is who I am just speaking my truth. That God has made me very intuitive to the point where I carry everyone's problems. Like if you have a problem, you come to me, I'm going to carry that. So in a way it's good because like you can unload on me and I'm a good listener, but it's bad for me. And I have to be careful because I emotionally, and this could be anybody, you emotionally take on other people's problems and carry other people's weight. And then it's just bad for you. So um, I have to be careful with like when tragedy happens, I can be aware of it, but I can't spend too much time looking at the news. I can't spend too much. Like if I see all of the negative, like it it affects me. And I feel like that's all of us too. Like we need to stay away from the negative as much as possible. Like be informed as much as you need to be and then keep it moving. Um, and that doesn't mean to do nothing. And I'm not going to get political on here because that's not what this podcast is about. This is the one place where politics is not going to divide us. Um, but I feel really passionately about some certain issues and I've been able to say, and issues that like, if I think about it, I will cry at night, like thinking about this and having fear and anxiety. Um, And so I've joined a group 
I joined a group that works to help prevent these things, these bad things that happen. Um, and so I'm able to like still take action. Like I'm going to a meeting tomorrow night to talk about like what's what the next things are we're going to do and fight for legislatively and not just legislatively. Anyway, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to tell y'all what it is. We're not going to have that deep conversation unless you're in my inner circle. And then of course I'll share with you everything. Cause I think if you're in my inner circle, you probably want to join this group. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with this, except for we're all just figuring it out and life is crazy and we're all being hit by the recession. If you feel like, why can't I afford the lifestyle I had before? It's a recession. It's inflation. That's why. If you're looking at like, I don't know where all my money is going. It's going to groceries. Like I look at our grocery bill and I'm like, there is no way. No way we were paying this before because I know, like I'll look and let's say we spend $200, you know, we spend that, we spend about that every two weeks, roughly. Thank God I don't have teenagers right now. It's a recession. And I'll be like, what did we buy? Have you ever like bought a lot? And then you're like, what did we buy? And like right now, everything feels really stocked. But I can tell you by the end of next week, like once I've cooked all these meals and the kids de- demolish all the snacks, I'll be like, we have to buy things again. Luckily, we just bought diapers. So we should be good for a minute because I still have half a box. I have a whole new box. And Elliot's a big boy, so he doesn't really go as often as he used to. And I'm starting to put him on the potty. Um, but that's another thing. Like everyone and everything's going to happen in their own time. And so I feel like um, when it comes to potty training, this is a whole different thing. But you want to look for readiness in your child before you force it. And I've seen people like, oh, my nine-month-old is potty trained. Oh, my one-year-old is potty trained. That's good. But unless you have all of the time to commit to potty training, like this is all we're doing for the next week or the next three days, it's not going to work. And so for me, I started Mia because she was interested And it took us a long time to get there. I could get her to go on the potty, but she would still go on her pull-up. One day, I took away her pull-ups. And she was potty trained. For the five days, it sucked because she kept having accidents. But she was potty trained. She was also three. She was also ready. She was in pull-ups until she was three. I'm not ashamed to say that. And with Elliot, he's nowhere near ready to be potty trained. He just turned two and people are like, oh, are you starting potty training? No. What I am doing is introducing him to the potty. So like before bath, he'll sit down on the potty. In the morning, he'll see his sister get up and go to the bathroom before school. I can sit him on the potty. If something happens, yay. A lot of time, nothing happens, but let's get interested in the potty before we full-on potty train. And I feel like with boys, they're just slow. But again, he has his own timing, and I'm honestly not pressed. I'm not pressed. I mean, I'd love to not buy diapers, but I'm about to be buying more diapers. In fact, I'm going to start buying a pack of diapers every time I buy diapers for Elliot and just start stocking up for the baby. Um... Because I really feel like that's what I'm going to need the most. And that's like the most expensive thing. And it's nice to have a stash. Because in the beginning, they go through so much. 
Like, I remember every baby shower, I would get so many diapers. I'd be so sad when I would get to that last box. Like, man, now I have to buy diapers. But then if you get gift cards, you save them for when you run out of diapers. And then just buy more diapers. So that's what I'm hoping for for this baby. It's like, if I do a sprinkle, like, I literally just need diapers. That's all I want. Diapers, and then you can buy me things because I'm the mom. So before I go, um, the last thing, I want to talk about two more things. Um, I want to talk about Thanksgiving meals and the differences that I've seen going to different people's Thanksgivings and how interesting it is to me. And I also want you guys to tell me what you have at your Thanksgiving because I think that'll be interesting. But I was watching a TikTok. <laughs> oh, this podcast is going to be changed to I was watching a TikTok. Actually, that's going to be my new podcast. Um, but I was watching one and I think that men who have podcasts are the worst. It sounds rude. And in fact, if I told my husband that, I told my husband that one day and he was like, babe, that's super sexist. That's mean. Why? And I was like, because every time I hear a man on a podcast, he has a stupid opinion with no evidence and he's being a dumb boy. And I don't want to listen to a dumb boy talk, but I guess somebody has to entertain the guys. Like there's no guys listening to Christian Mom Uncensored, right? If you are, please send me a message because I might send you a gift for being a guy listener. Um, but like, you know, like gift card to Dunkin' or Starbucks. Definitely Starbucks because who drinks Dunkin'? Not to say who drinks Dunkin' because I will drink Dunkin' in an emergency and I live for some munchkins or sour cream donut. But every time I think about Dunkin' coffee, I want to throw up. So I, I can't. I think because the last three times I've had it, it's been bad. I have figured out how to order my coffee warm and like it, but I haven't figured out how to order iced coffee and like it. It just tastes like straight diabetes whenever I drink it. But, um, so this guy did, this podcast was a clip of these guys having a podcast and it wasn't bad. And what they did is they, they were talking about like, um, there's this nurse, they took this, this research from this person who worked in like hospice and worked it with like end of life care and was asking everyone what they wish they would have done or what they wish, you know, what are their, their dying wishes or dying regrets. And, um, some of the things were like, I wish I would have spent more time with my loved ones. That was the number one thing. Like, I wish I would have spent more time with them. I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. That would hit me because I'm in a hustle season. And it's hard to find that balance, especially if if you're in a growing place. Like, I'm about to be 30, right? I have businesses that I want to launch and things I want to do. And to be in that space means that, you know, I'm working, I'm spending hours in a day working on that. Um, but there has to be balance and family time. And I think I'm pretty good at it. Like today I, you know, took off four hours of work and I took Elliot to Starbucks. We sat down and had egg bites. We went to story time. Like it was undivided attention, no phones, no TV, just hanging out for four hours and then I worked and now I'm podcasting and so it's kind of like you have to have a mix um but you know the wish I wouldn't have worked so hard like enjoy life and what I always say to people is if you wait to enjoy life when you're retired you might not ever enjoy it um and so I'm I'm a big fan of saving for retirement like I do have a, a retirement plan and everything but that doesn't mean like if you have leave use it why are you holding on to this leave? And a lot of people hold on to it because if you leave a job and you have certain types of leave, you could get paid to have that. You will get paid that 
um, in money. But to me, it's like, you know, if I have at least a week, week and a half of leave, so I know that if I got sick or a family member got sick or if there was an emergency, you know, I could be off for a good week. And there's also emergency type of leave at my job. So if I needed it, I could do that. But aside from that, if I need a day off, if I, and I get like this where it's like, I feel like I've been so busy and distracted. I need to spend time with my kids. I'll take a day off and like, let's do fun stuff today. Um, so working so hard, a lot of us are hustlers. <laughs> we're trying, we're go-getters, but remembering to, to rest. And here's the thing for, for moms to rest alone, like to, to rest for yourself, to, to pour into yourself. A lot of times I will take off work or I'll put aside work to pour into my kids. And I will always choose to pour into my kids first before I pour into myself. And so, like, we feel guilty. We don't feel guilty setting anything aside to do something for our kids, right? But we feel guilty if, you know, we took a couple hours to just take a nap. Like, like for me, I'll sleep if the kids are asleep. If they're awake, I'm awake. Well, they have a dad. I, I'm allowed to go upstairs and rest even if they're awake. I don't have to stare at them just because they're awake. Like, that's, like, a me problem. Like, hey, I should be able to just go lay down. And knowing that I'm going to have a third baby, I'm going to be forced to do that because I'm going to be up at night with the baby, and there will be times Elliot and Bea are awake, and I'm going to say, babe, I'm taking a nap with the baby now, and I'm going to have to do that. Um, Taking time to, like, paint your nails alone. A lot of times if I'm going to paint my nails, I always have Mia come and do it with me. Well, what ends up happening happening inevitably is she wants to paint my nails and then they look like a four-year-old did it because they did. She did. It's not a bad thing, but if I was going to do my nails, I was doing them because I wanted to look cute. And so maybe I need to take 10 minutes for myself. And so anyway, um, one of the things that they said was like, I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. I wish I would have said how I felt. I wish I would have said how I felt. And that one also hit me because we always talk about like, Tell your person how much you love them because you never know when is their last day. And I feel like if you're like me and you are juggling kids and work in a household and you feel like you're juggling a lot, a lot of times you and your partner will kind of just like talk about tasks. Like, oh, he, t- he talks about his day at work. I talk about what needs to be done around the house and we move on. But what I realized, what I realized was happening was I was making some you know, life decisions for myself and some goals and working on some projects that Ethan knows nothing about. And I was like, babe, I haven't even told you how excited I am to be working on this cool creative idea. And even like, I haven't even sat down and just said, I love you. And I appreciate how much you work for our family, even though you don't love to do it, you know, like those little things. And then the other thing I thought about saying how you feel, how often do we let things go unsaid? I'm thinking about my friendships the most. And I want to, I feel like I've never really said to my friends, I've said on the podcast and maybe if they listen to the podcast, which they don't, my friends don't listen to me. Um, they would hear me say that, like, I wish that you would check in more. I wish that you would make me more of a priority. That's something I need to tell my friends because sometimes I do feel like I'm an afterthought because I have kids. So it's like, oh, but Brett's probably busy with the kids. I feel like that's what they think when it's like, I have a husband who works from home most of the time. I may be busy with the kids, but I have time to hang out with you. And so I, like, I wish, like, 
if there's things that need to be said, say them instead of letting them go unsaid because, like, that can build resentment. But then also, like, you don't want to regret, regret anything. Another one was I wish I would have um, poured into my relationships and spent more time with my friends and put into those friendships. That, of course, hit me, as I just said what I said. But basically, they were saying, like, there's people who, what they were saying, this one woman was saying, like, she got busy with her marriage and her kids and her career, and people moved away. And instead of continuing to pursue that relationship, when you have a genuine connection with somebody, and I've learned this now, don't let that go. Don't let miles apart, don't let space, don't let the fact that they haven't checked in on you ruin that friendship. And I had to tell myself that because I feel like I can be the person that reaches out like, hey, how are you? I'm thinking about you. And I'm I'm often like, nobody thinks about me. No one ever says that to me. But when you really connect with somebody, put in, put in that time and energy. It's hard to find people in this world that, that you like, right? <laughs> like most of the world you probably don't like if you're like me. So like pour into that pour into that and I'm so like that's what I'm going to do as soon as we have this podcast I'm actually about to text every single one of my friends like hey how are you I'm thinking about you because I do I think about them from time to time and I'm like just because they have friends and they're settled and they're doing their life that doesn't mean they don't still care about you and a lot of times I can feel like I have this thing where I don't know if you've ever done this I feel like teachers would never remember me like I went to school, right? And now I've been to school 10 years ago. And I think that if I were to go see a teacher, they would they would not remember me. Like, I'm not memorable. But one time I was out and a teacher ran into me and they're like, Brittany, how are you? And I was like, wow, you remember me? And then it's like, I guess I remember every single student I've taught to. I mean, like, I'm not a teacher, but like people that I've worked with and things like, I guess I remember all these people too. So it's like, I guess they would remember me. I don't know. Um... I don't remember. So those were like the main things that stood out to me about them saying like, I wish I, oh, they said, I wish I would have had the courage to live the life I wanted instead of the life that was expected of me. That was another big one. I feel like a lot of us feel like I have to do this. And I think honestly, don't tell Ethan, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So don't, don't, don't message him. I think that he struggles with that. I don't think Ethan has thought of what he wants for himself now. I feel like what what happened to us, this isn't even a bad thing, but like what happened was me and Ethan started dating in college. And in college, we used to sit and talk about one day getting married and one day having kids and how exciting that would be. And one day building our own home from scratch, like what would we want? And like, we used to talk about remodeling. Like what happens like if I want to remodel? We used to like dream about this life we would build. Well, here we are having built a lot of that life. We're married. We have three kids. We will be house hunting next year. So that house aspect is like the last thing. And so that dream that we've kind of built up together, great. A lot of it has come into fruition. Since then, I have about 95 million other dreams. And when I ask Ethan, he's like, I'm happy. I'm content. And I don't get it. Um, And so I don't really know where I was going with that. But all I know is I don't... I don't think that I'll ever be content, and I don't know if that's a good thing. I think when I'm 80, I'll be content. I think when I'm 80, and the reason I say that is there's a lot I want to accomplish, 
and do and see and travel. And I feel like if I like continue to do those things, then by the time I'm 80, I'll look back at my life and think, wow, I really did those things. And I'm living in an age now where I'm like, I want to make sure I do all those things. Even like building memories with the kids and being really intentional about time and travel with the kids. Like, I know that for the next four years, I'm not going on a big solo vacation. But once this last baby turns four years old, I'm ready to go. And then, but between... Between now and then, because it's like, wow, that's really dramatic. First of all, four years goes by like that. I'll only be 34, just about to be 34. And then I'll be doing hopefully business and stuff. But in the meantime, while my kids are little and while they don't have a lot of opinions about where we go, we're traveling and we're doing family vacations and on those family vacations I will try to have romantic nights out and that's kind of how I balance it is like if my mom goes or my grandma goes or if my best friends go with us on the trip there's no reason why me and Ethan can't go out for the night there's no reason where for instance when well I won't do this now because I'll have a newborn but if I was not having another baby, if I were to travel this summer, I would have left the kids overnight. Like, let's say I travel with my family. There might be one night you guys are sleeping over Nana's room or Gigi's room. So there's ways to, like, still have a romantic life and do yourself and, like, and, like have your kids. And I think that there's also the reality that they're only little ones. And I feel like that saying can be detrimental, like, they're only little once. Because, one, it gives you anxiety. It gives me anxiety. Like, oh, my gosh, am I going to miss out on them being little? So then I never want to leave their side ever because I just want to watch them be little forever. But then at the same time, having little ones is hard. It's, it is hard. It is exhausting to deal with little emotions all day long, all night long, every single day for your whole entire life. It is exhausting. And so by the time Mia turns four, I would have, I mean, by the time this baby turns four, I would have been doing that for eight years. Send help. <laughs> like that's a long time to be dealing with little feelings. And as much as it's like precious, it's exhausting. And needing a break is just a part of it. And I feel like as moms, we feel guilty, like, well, you asked for these kids. I've been dealing with this where it's like, well, you're the one who's having another one. You're the one who asked for this. Just because I want to create and have a beautiful family doesn't mean I don't need a break from that beautiful family. And I'm not saying that I need to run away for a week. I would love to. I emotionally couldn't do it. My son's only two. Like when he's four, like I keep saying, to me, four is that number. They're able to talk. They're able to understand. They're sleeping by themselves. They'll be fine hanging out with grandma for a week. They'll be so happy to be with grandma. I'll be away. But between now and then, like a day, one night away isn't going to like hurt your child. I remember leaving Elliot when he was one for the first time. And I'm like, I really left my one-year-old overnight. He was with his dad. Do you know what happened? He, he fussed when he went to bed because he missed me. And then he slept through the night. And then when he woke up, I was already there because I am crazy. It was like, I have to get home. So anyway, um, I'm really stuffy and I probably sound crazy. So I'm going to end the podcast. Oh, no, I'm not. I want to talk about holiday meals. So Thanksgiving and then I'm going to go. I think that where you grew up and even like 
what your background is really affects what you eat at family gatherings and get-togethers. And so I will say that, I'm not saying this with shade, but it's interesting because I've never had like pecan or pecan pie before at my Thanksgiving. And I know somebody who has it like every Thanksgiving. I have had all of the normal stuff. So we're going to have turkey. We're going to have stuffing. We're going to have mashed potatoes. We're going to have a vegetable. We're going to have, and I'm, I say a vegetable because I've heard people do green bean casserole. That is very, um, what my husband's family does. So my husband's white, my, I'm black. It's different. Macaroni and cheese is a staple at my Thanksgiving. Sweet potato pie is a staple at Thanksgiving. Um, pumpkin pie is also there, but for us, I feel like it's sweet potato pie. Like I didn't grow up eating pumpkin pie. I grew up eating sweet potato pie and apple pie. Um, we will always have like mashed potatoes, greens, like collard greens, um, stuffing and turkey. And then for some people, I hear like some people have like crabs or like seafood salad at theirs. Some people do like pecan pie and green bean casserole. And so it's interesting to hear what the staples are. And so part of the merging of the families, right? Again, we're an interracial couple. Ethan was like, yeah, Thanksgiving, I really love green bean casserole. I was like, what the heck is green bean casserole? And he told me what it was. And I was like, oh, okay. It tastes good. I'm not like hating on it. Don't, don't come for me. But it's like, I don't think of that at my Thanksgiving, like, because I didn't grow up with it. And so naturally, there was one year that was really dramatic. And I went to Ethan's house for Thanksgiving. And I was sad because my family staples were in there. And they had like the main, they had a bird, they had some stuffing, they had some cranberry sauce, they like uh, the canned cranberry sauce. I like both. I like the canned one, but not really. Like I I don't, like I don't hate it. Like I'm not, the canned cranberry, cranberry sauce in general is not why I'm living for Thanksgiving. Like I think it's really good leftovers on a sandwich. Like I can do that. But I'm not living for cranberry sauce, like, the way my husband is. And so, like, I am living for macaroni and cheese, honestly. And it's so weird to me that, like, in some houses, that's not a staple. That's a staple at every family function for us. And I know it's, like, not the best for you, but it's so good. And honestly, half the good things in life aren't good for you. So, like, just live your life. We're all going to die anyway. Um, Mashed potatoes. I feel like everyone has mashed potatoes and stuffing and turkey. And then aside from that, it's like, do you have green beans? Do you have yams? Do you have sweet potatoes, sweet potato souffle or sweet potato casserole? Like, what is your Thanksgiving look like? So I'm going to put this poll and ask because I think that it's interesting to hear what other cultures do. Because some cultures, I know I have a friend who's a, a different culture and they have rice at their Thanksgiving. And I'm like, rice? You guys have rice at Thanksgiving? I've never had rice at Thanksgiving. Like, not that it's a bad thing. It's just like, I'm like, huh, interesting. I've never had that. Like, and they're like, you have macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, yeah, girl. And they're like, wow, it sounds good. But like, that's weird to me. And so like one time I went to Ethan's mom's house and I brought like a big thing of macaroni and cheese and they like didn't eat it all the way. But me and the kids were tearing it up and it's like, <sighs> it's different. And like, so my family, cause they grew up Seventh day Adventist, they don't do ham. So a lot of people also do ham or like, I don't know other things. We don't do that because um, my family, like, religiously couldn't. I don't follow that religion. Oh, 
all the way because I'm baking ham tonight for dinner. But um, I know it's never going to be at a family function. But like veggie loaf is at our family function because we have a lot of pescatarians and vegetarians in my family. Again, I do not follow that lifestyle either. I could be a pescatarian, but I choose to eat meat. Um, and I could be a vegetarian. I was for a while and then I got fat because, (laughs) because I didn't know how to be a good vegetarian and I was eating vegetables and then I was still hungry. So then I was eating pasta because that could fill you up. And then when you're just eating carbs and like no protein, you're going to get fat. And so what I've decided from my lifestyle, it's best that I be a carnivore and do more keto adjacent lifestyle to be like whenever I get snatched. I'm not snatched right now. Right now. I'm bumping because I have a, a, ba- a baby belly. But what are the staples at your family Thanksgiving? Like, what do you have every year? Yeast rolls are a must. Like, you can't have Thanksgiving without those rolls. And Ethan could eat 30 of them. And I'm like, dude, you're going to be constipated. That's, that's a lot of bread. Um, as an adult, I always try to do a lot more green on my plate than I used to. But... Yes, um, I'm going to post on Instagram like and on Facebook what are the staples that you have at your Thanksgiving. I think it's going to be interesting. And I'm going to also like, like if we could do like something cool and share stories and stuff and like what you do on Thanksgiving. For me, it's waking up. I do make breakfast, like real breakfast. When I was growing up, we just ate cereal and starved until three. I cook like bacon, eggs and um like biscuits or um, croissants for breakfast because how are we going to make it to four o'clock if we don't eat real food and like I give my kids lunch like they're babies when they're teenagers I'm not going to make them anything for lunch but like and honestly I get nauseous if I don't eat and here's the other thing so like now I'm approaching 17 weeks of pregnancy I'm realizing that, like, normally I can just eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't normally snack. I don't like snacks. I like meals. Like, if I'm going to snack, a snack to me is, like, a half of a sandwich. Like, that's a snack. Like, chips is not a snack. Like, or, like, hummus and carrots is with a sandwich is a snack. And so, but now that I'm, um, pregos, I'm realizing I can't go from 12 to 5 without eating. Like, I'll eat lunch. I need something at 3. And so I'm trying to figure out what to have at 3 o'clock. I guess hummus is a good idea. But, like, like I like hummus, but I don't like it, like, as a snack. I don't like snacks. Like, I think a sandwich is where it's at. Anyway, or, like, like, a mini pizza, but that's not healthy. So I guess I'll eat hummus. Oh, I make this really good hummus chicken with Alfredo. It sounds weird. It's a really good dish. Anyway. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I may post an episode next week. I might not. I'm not sure. I just, I'm all confused. There's all these events. Um, But um, if I don't speak to you guys, have a happy Thanksgiving. I might speak to you guys on Thanksgiving or Black Friday, or maybe I'll just post an early episode Tuesday. Um, I don't know. My brain is not in next week yet. I'm still in this week. But if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do so. Make sure you follow me and the podcast on Instagram at Christian Mom Uncensored. Make sure you let me know what are staples that you have for Thanksgiving, especially if you're like a vegan or a vegetarian or you grew up like eating something that's not turkey. Um, let me know and um, just be safe. I love you all. Do not get sick. I'm telling you, I'm wearing a mask and my kids are masked everywhere between now and Thanksgiving because 
I don't want to be sick. It's going to be the same leading up to Christmas. Like, we're not playing games. In fact, okay, I'm leaving after this. I was in preschool line, and the moms were talking about, like, one of those moms, hers, like, in there in my kid's class, was like, my son has been sick since September. Like, literally, he was out for two weeks in September, and I feel like we just never got better. And I was like, I understand. That's why my little girl was at school in a mask today. Also, because we just had COVID, we don't... She tested negative and I tested negative, so we're fine. But we just don't want to spread germs or receive germs. And so we are wearing masks everywhere we go. And so if you are going to see your family, my advice is take a COVID test before you go. In fact, my family, everyone's COVID testing Thanksgiving morning. And if you have it, we will kindly leave your food on the porch. <laughs> you can pick it up on the doorstep. But we're not catching COVID. Um, again, for me. Anyway, hopefully you guys all stay healthy. And have a thankful Thanksgiving. Even though we know this holiday really has trashy roots. But it's okay. We're just going to enjoy our families. And love our families. And enjoy our families and ourselves. And I'm going to do a fashion haul. I didn't get to talk to you guys about clothes, but I'll save it for next week. And okay, I'm leaving. That was the longest outro of my life. Bye, 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 bye. Goodbye.